Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. How's it going, everyone? We're back in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, starting in verse 21. From then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day he would be raised from the dead. But Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view not from God's. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? For the son of man will come with his angels in the glory of his father and will judge all people according to their deeds. And I tell you the truth, Some standing here right now will not die before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. It's a very definitive shift in the focus of Jesus' ministry here, and we have to recognize that the cross has always been the end goal. Jesus knew that this wasn't anything that surprised him, but now with this definitive shift, he is verbalizing to his followers what his end goal is. He is going to go to Jerusalem. He is going to be betrayed. He is going to be killed, but on the third day, he will rise again. But what the disciples hear is everything up to the point of him being killed. And they seem to forget the fact that Jesus says that he's going to rise from the dead, mainly because I would assume that as you hear this message, this person that you're following, this person that you have hedged all of your bets on, right? This person that you recognize as the Messiah saying that he's going to be killed is one that is a statement that would fry your brain, one that you would certainly get hung up on and would want to uh, clarify and stop him from say, making statements like that, right? You're not going to have any followers if you're going to say that you are going to be betrayed and killed, which is what Simon Peter is trying to tell Jesus here. He pulls him aside and says, you have to stop talking like this. Your followers will fight for you. You have the power to do something about this. You can't die. You have to stop talking like this. Jesus recognizes that Satan is at work through this statement from Simon Peter, which is why Jesus responds back to Peter the way that he does. He rebukes him, right? Goes back to the temptation of Jesus that we looked at in Matthew chapter 4 and Luke 4, all of those episodes ago, right? At the beginning of Jesus' ministry. You can have the kingdoms of the world worship you. This is the temptation from Satan. All the kingdoms worship you without the price tag of the cross. You don't have to do this. But Jesus loves the people of God so much the people that God created so much that he is willing to pay the ultimate price in order for us to have peace with God. This is what Paul talks about in Romans when he says that we have peace with God. How? Through the death of Jesus. And again, we'll get to Romans, okay? Just bear with me. We will get there. Simon Peter, for as great as his statement of faith was in the last episode as we looked at, uh, you are the Christ, the Son of God, here kind of wavers with this this mentality, right? Reminding us that he is another person just like any of us. He's caught up and he fails to see that there's something greater going on than just a temporary kingdom, more than uh, a temporary peace, uh, more than the affliction of Rome being lifted from his people. 
Simon Peter has to recognize, as well as us, that the kingdom of God is much greater than anything else that we might be able to perceive or have as a goal. Jesus here talks about what it costs to follow him, right? We've had the statement before with the disciples confirming the fact that they are going to follow Jesus. He has the words of eternal life. He is the Messiah. And yet here Jesus again clarifies to them what it means to be his disciples, right? This is the extreme of giving up. It goes to the extreme of giving up your own life for something greater. Uh, Jesus even says, right, this could mean following me means that you come with me, you take up that cross piece for your execution, and you follow me. We go to the nearest hill and we're crucified. And thinking about our own church history, thinking about what this means for many believers today, this is exactly what's happening through the persecution of the church. And it's extreme, and it's not exactly nice to think about. We don't like to think about it, but it's important for us to think about because it's an important decision. It is the most important decision that you are going to have to face. What are you going to do with Jesus? Is he worth following? Is he telling the truth? Is he greater than any goal or dream or relationship or uh, incentive that you might have for your own life? Is Jesus greater? And it's a, a difficult question to really come to terms grappling with, especially when you're talking about this casually. But for many people in the world today, that's a very serious question that they have to answer. They are at the crosshairs and the crossroads, rather, of making this decision where you either follow Jesus and this is what it means. Here's the consequences of following Jesus or not, right? Many people in the free world today don't necessarily have to deal with extreme levels of persecution, but we recognize and Jesus recognizes what it costs to follow him. Following Jesus may mean that you miss out on relationships, not just with your friends, but maybe with significant others, right? Um, Maybe people that you might be dating or even potentially getting married to. This means that you might miss out on a relationship with them. This might mean that you miss out on opportunities or goals or dreams or incentives. And maybe, you know, for some people, uh, I think about my own life where I felt the call to ministry. Uh, All of a sudden, it just crosshaired me. I did. I had no idea of wanting to be a pastor or, you know, <laughs> thinking about how different my life would be if God's calling had been different. Some people are called into full-time ministry. All of us are called to serve Jesus, which is, is what Jesus is getting at here. The extreme of <laughs> the extreme cost of following Jesus, this is a potential. You give everything over to Jesus, and a lot of times he'll give that back, but he will start to shape your life. He will start to change it which is what Jesus is getting at here, is that there's something greater at work, and it's the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is greater than anything else that we have going on, any goals or incentives or dreams or ideals. And we have to come to terms with that. We have to grapple with that question. The gospel is really offensive, right? As we preach the gospels, we consider the gospel message because it confronts us. What if there is something greater? This is why people look at the gospel and say, it's not for me, because we have to admit and recognize that we were wrong, that there is something greater. But the question here, the follow-up question that the gospel presents is, what if that something else is greater than we are, right? What if what if it actually brings us contentment? What if there is more to this life? And is the potential persecution and the cost of following Jesus worth the reward? This brings us back to the parables, right? Of the man who finds the treasure in the field, the, the random the random treasure seeker who hits the jackpot. Is the cost of the field worth losing everything that he has? And that's the point of that parable, 
that we continue to con- come back to is that, yes, the kingdom of God is worth it, but it is not a decision that anyone else can make for you. It is one that you have to make yourself. So that being said, our takeaway question is, is following Jesus worth the cost? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.